your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Oh, that is rugby league. Three minutes past two here on SENZ, running it straight. No Kempi uh, today, unfortunately. He's um, he's not able to make it in, so uh, or a big shout-out to you, Kempi, but unfortunately he's not going to be with us between now and three o'clock. As you've heard uh, all across the morning, Andrew Webster uh, is going to be joining us very, very shortly, head coach of the Warriors uh, during the bye week. There's lots to talk through. Uh, with Webby, there's been plenty of questions on social media, and I see a bunch coming through already on YouTube. You can uh, send some through on double eight double three. But we're going to talk um, the next five weeks, next six weeks for the Warriors leading into finals. We'll talk about players coming back, uh, injury concerns, whether we're going to rest players. Um, there's there's lots to get stuck into, even though we don't have a game on this weekend. Uh, we will have a look at this weekend's game, even though uh, games, even though the Warriors. Uh, aren't taking part and would love to get your thoughts throughout the show on 0800 or you can text through on double eight double three, or leave a comment on the uh, on the YouTube channel as well. Um, it is great having you as uh, a part of the show. Uh, no Kempe, but we do generally just have a look back on uh, the games from the weekend or the game from the weekend, which of course was the Warriors taking down the Raiders in Golden Point uh, from Go Media Stadium Mount Smart on Friday night. Um, there was a, I wouldn't say... Um, or maybe it was a lapse in concentration from the Warriors over the last 10 minutes uh, where they were ahead 20 points to, I think it was 20 points to 8, uh, and then Elliot Whitehead in the 78th minute, Jack White in the 79th minute uh, got the Raiders to with it, uh, to draw level, and then uh, Jack Jared Croker missed the kick and they go to extra time, golden point, Sean Johnson hits the field goal. I said um, at the time, despite people being upset that we fell off the boil in the last 10 minutes. It was still a game between two top four teams. And if you'd said before the start of the game that it's going to come down to one point or a golden point and the Warriors were going to win, you'd, you'd take that against the Raiders who can uh, and have upset a couple of the big-name teams this year. So look, while uh, whilst we did fall off a little bit towards the end, I still think um, you take the two points, you're happy with it, um, and that gets out of the way our sort of hard run of games now we've got this good stretch home um, after the bye five games of teams outside the top eight and a real chance to solidify a spot in the top four don't take anything for granted of course not going to uh, count our chickens or um, what does Kempi say count your chickens before they lay their eggs um, but um, you would think with with playing sides outside the top eight that's going to that's going to keep the Warriors well inside the top eight and hopefully the top four as well a couple of standouts though from that Warriors game for me um, obviously Adam Fanua Blake just keeps doing Adam Fanua Blake things over 200 uh, metres. Uh, he made a bunch of tackles, a couple of line breaks as well. Um, he was fantastic. Torhu did, did great for the time that he was on the park. I think he got over 50 tackles. I still think Wade Egan is one of the, the biggest keys for this team. Um, when we do win, I think Wade Egan does a lot that goes unrecognised, particularly with his craftiness out of the ruck. Um, he set up that try to um, Maratini Akore uh, first up. And Ke- it's unfortunate Kempi's not here because he would have loved uh, revelling in the fact that he picked Marathi as first try scorer before the game. Uh, but that little play out of dummy half from Wade Egan sort of um, highlights, I think, how important he is to the side. Sean Johnson um, had a really good game as well. Chance was solid at the back. So even though you know it, did, it wasn't the best game from the Warriors, and I think they only completed it about 77%, uh, they still... Um, had some, I think, massive performances that they uh, that they should be pretty happy with. Uh, we're going to have a bit of an elongated chat with uh, with Webby. So what I'm going to do is take a break nice and early here uh, in the show. Uh, when we do come back, we will get Andrew Webster on the line. Lots to talk through, like I said, your questions as well. Uh, so stick with us here on Running It Straight, thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. We'll come back with Webby after this. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and wellbeing for Pacific people and all communities. 
Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. 11 minutes past two here on SNZ. Running it straight, no Kempe today, so just Sammy taking you through until three o'clock. And look, so, so many questions that have come through on social media, on the YouTube channel, as well as on the text machine. I am not going to be able to get them all, get to them all, but I will try my absolute best uh, to try and get as many as I can to the man who we've got on the line now, even though we don't have a game uh, this weekend. Uh, I was going to say his week off, but I, I bet he doesn't get a week off, uh, Webby. But we're very privileged uh, to have him uh, on the line now to, to have a chat with us. Uh, Webby, uh, thanks for coming on. Welcome in. No worries. Thanks for having us. Uh, got any sleep, mate, since uh, Friday night? Oh, mate, plenty. Plenty. <laughs> winners, winners are grinners and winners sleep better. The heart was racing there for a period, as, as everyone's was, but no, mate, I, I was proud of the boys, how they got themselves out of trouble in there, and, and Golden Point, I thought they were exceptional. So, mm. um, a lot of pressure in that situation, particularly when you've lost that momentum um, that we had, so I thought they did great. A lot of um, people were sort of talking about that last 10 minutes and just falling away a little bit, um, Webby, but I still think it's a, it's a top four, it was a top four matchup between, a, a, you know, two sides that, that are you know, worthy of, of being in that position. The Raiders are no slouch of a team. So in a way, you, if you sort of had said at the start that it was going to be a one-point game, you're going to win a golden point, you'd, you'd probably take it, despite what happened in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, it was just concentration. So um, we tend to go, I thought, you know, we were in an arm wrestle grinding. Um, twice Sean kicked early into that right-hand corner, and we chased really well. Um, once we gave away a penalty, and the other one we let them out of their end. So that penalty actually let them get down our end and we defended our try line for such long periods there. And then they came up with a great grubber for a try. Um, and that's when everyone got nervous because there was a minute to go mm. and uh, they were full of confidence and, and we were really worried. So um, I, I felt like we, we we didn't fall away, just thought we needed to concentrate better and be a bit more disciplined because we were trying so hard. We are so eager at marker. We gave away that penalty that We've just got to be smarter there, and we could have closed that out a bit easier. Mm. Want to talk about um, Sean's kicking game, not just in that game, but sort of across the season, because you know he leads the NRL in kick meters. Uh, it, it gets us in such good field position, whether we've had a good uh, sort of attack through the middle or, or whether we we've struggled for meters. It seems to be Sean's kicking that that puts us in a fantastic position to win. But um, I guess people looking at it, we be sort of see that Sean is really the only kicking option at the moment. Is that something that you're keen to try and incorporate into whether it's Luke's game or Tomiety's game to just sort of take a bit of pressure off Sean? Yeah, I think I think we're um, it's hard when you're two right foot kickers. Um, so on the left side of the field, it's really hard to kick simply because they kick pressure you so well from that side and your angle's really hard to kick from. But in saying that, Luke's and, and Tomani have got a really good, I call it like a punch, a kick where you can kick down that corridor of theirs mm. and kick it low and hard and into the corner. And what all we want them to develop is that, you know, maybe once or twice a game when the fullback starts sitting on Sean's kick that, that they can call for the football, uh, like an overcall and then just punch it down that corridor. So... You don't need to do it five or six times a game. Once or twice is enough because that starts making the fullback nervous that, hang on, there's two options here. And when they do start sitting on Sean, that, that could be a really good play for us. So those two boys have got that in us. We've just got to 
we just got to keep practicing it and, and just give him the confidence to use it more. Mm. Uh, Torhu, over the last couple of weeks, like we know how much he brings, um, you know, leadership-wise, his, his effort, his work rate. I think he made 50 tackles on um, on Friday night. Um, just such a stalwart in the middle. But he seems, just over the last couple of weeks, to be getting those sort of longer breaks. And look, he's got more bandages on him than the mummy at the moment. Is that something you're, you're managing over these sort of next few weeks up in the finals? Will we maybe see Torhu get a little bit more time uh, on the interchange to just rest them up a bit? Well, we always wanted to give um, Torhu a break. Um, we never wanted to play him for 80 minutes continuously, but just with all our forward injuries, that one, we were getting in the in the middle of games, um, and also who our forward pack that we had available. So, I mean, all, everyone's built differently. So the players that are currently getting picked and have come back into the squad, they've all played big minutes, huge mm. minutes. Mm. So... We don't need Torhu to play the 80. I think there's going to be a time where we're like, okay, Torhu, sorry, mate, you're on today. But it's not it's not like that at this situation. We bring back Jazz Tavanga into the mould. Like he's, he should be back um, next week or the week after. And if that's the case, there's another guy who can play big minutes. So, <laughs> excuse me, I just sneeze. But <clears throat> we just got to, yeah, we're going to be mindful that we don't need to do that with Torhu as much as we used to. Is that part of... I guess Torhu just being a little bit older and the legs just being a little bit more tired. Like, is he is he telling you I'm I can if I need to, or or is it I guess managing where he's at in his career as well? No, neither or that. No, neither of those things. It's just honestly, you you don't need to have him there for eighty minutes if you've got subs up your sleeve and you've got guys who are very good quality forwards. Mm. We've got a we've got a great forward pack. So, um, like I said, someday we're just going to say right, a Torhu, you're staying there. Um, and he'll he'll do that job, but we don't need to at the moment. So mm. it's not even about his age or his body or anything like that. It's just simply um, what why why do it? If you look at all the best packs in the NRL, um, they they mix it up. So we don't need to do that. Mm. Uh, the two the the edges for us, which I think um, you know have been for a lot of people that. Not the not the surprise package, but have been a real uh, point of difference for us in 2023. They've got Jackson Ford on one side, Marata on the other, and it was disappointing to see Marata get that HIA because I thought that game was just set up for him perfectly on that on that right edge. But um, how how important is it for you to have a bit of a difference in those two edges? Because Marata's you know that powerful ball runner hits hard. Jackson Ford more of that I guess workhorse you know and, and just puts himself in everything. Is that is that something that's important to you to have just a little bit of a difference between your two edges? Um, yeah, I think I think the um, it's always good to have one back rower that is could just play forever. And if the game went for three hours, Jackson Ford would play at the same intensity mm. he did in the first minute. So um, that's like that's great, and that's that's one less sub you use. So that's why we can rotate our middles a bit more. Um, Marat is like that big explosive guy as you mentioned. So. Um, it's not important. Like if both both of them were made like Jackson Ford, or both of them were made like Marata, that would be fine too. And to top it off, we've also got Josh Curran, who comes on and can stay on the field, and we've also got Bailey Sirman, um, who could play as back row. So I think we've got some really good balance there. Mm. Um, and I think it's important that Marata is just extremely explosive early, um, doesn't leave anything in the tank, and. He can come out off on the field, and he could even go back on in the middle. That's how good Marata is. He played that much front row at Parramatta. Um, we're playing him way more edge back row than he ever played there. So mm. um, the, the flexibility around that rotation is important. 
Like, but to answer your question, I don't think you have to. It's not important to have some difference, but they just are who they are. Like, that's, I just want them to be themselves. I just want Jacko to bring what he does and Marata to bring what he does. Mm. I'll talk to you a little bit about that um, that bench makeup a, a little bit later on. Um, on I saw you on um, 360 the other night with the boys uh, on Fox Lead uh, having a chat to them. You mentioned um, moving into the finals, the fact that, you know, while, whilst you've got some good confidence going here, there's still some things that um, you feel like the boys need to improve if we are to, I guess, make a run and, and potentially make a grand final. Are you able to just share with us a few areas that, that maybe you're looking for us to improve on heading into finals? Mate, I, yeah, I, I never meant, like, sorry, I just didn't never mention about finals. Like, I just, they asked me if we do you dare to dream. I just said we we dreamt from day one that we want to win the grand final. And, of course, you got to make the finals to win the grand final. I understand that. But our focus is just simply on on improving each week because we've got so much improvement in us. And we've spoken about if we do want to be successful, we've got to, we've got to knuckle down and fix some things now. Um, we don't believe our game's good enough um, to 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 challenge for that sort of stuff. So there's no focus on building into the finals. It's literally how can we improve now and and, and get as good as we can at what we want to do. Uh, and if we get those improvements, those chunks of improvement, then um, we'll win as many games as we can mm. uh, on the road home. And if that gets us the finals spot, then that's great. Um, because I, I feel like everyone thinks this is guaranteed at the moment. There's a, there's a long way to go. There's five weeks and we're not guaranteed anything yet. Mm. Are, you, are you able to share with us some of the improvements? Will you you keeping your powder dry? No, no, I just think, I just it's obvious. I think everyone can know their biggest improvements. I, I, we call it the icing on the cake. Like our game is built really well. We know what it looks like. We know how to do it. Our attacks... Attack moves well. We can adjust to what the defence does. Like we're very flexible. Um, our defence, our goal line defence is brilliant. Um, when we kick in the corners, our line speed's really good, but we just don't nail it enough. We don't get that um, that job done enough time. So, example, we had that game in the bag and we kicked in the corners and we let them out. So, we just got to keep that foot on the throat and that pressure there for longer. Um, so that's no secret. Everyone. Can, I don't mind people knowing that. There's other little things, but that's the icing on the cake. That that takes from being a, from a good team to a great team. Mm, mm. Uh, right. Some of the injuries, um, which everyone, when I say when we said we were getting you on, just flooded with questions about uh, where the injury sort of status is of everyone. So you mentioned Jazz hopefully back uh, next week or the week after. Um, is there sort of any more certainty on on Tamidi and and some of the other boys that are still sort of nursing their way back? Tamani's leg's uh, a funny one. It, it's healing good. It's just not going as fast as he would like, uh, or us. Um, he he keeps getting an x-ray and just shows great healing. His running's just progressed really well. Um, I don't think you'd see Tamani for another four weeks at least at this stage. And, and in four weeks' time, I might be giving the same message, unfortunately. But mm. at this stage, we're just going to slowly progress. It's just... Yeah, we'd love him available for selection, but um, we just got to do the right thing by that injury. It's it's just one of those one of those injuries you've got to give it time. Yeah. Um, who else was there? Uh, there's I oh, know Ed Cossey started nursing a few um, a few a few and then um, Braden Williamy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Braden Braden uh, yeah that's a, that's a hard one. He he tore his calf early in the year and he hasn't really recovered from that. Uh, he's tried to, but it just hasn't worked. It's failed. So um, that might. That might work out. We're not sure yet. Um, Ed Cossey, he's, he's due back in about two weeks. Um, 
Koss has um, Andrew's come along really well, so he he should be back um, available for selection too. Hmm. I guess then the hard uh, the hardest equation for you, Webby, is how do you incorporate these guys back in when the team's going so well and we've only got. Uh, you know, five uh, five games heading into uh, potential finals. How does that work in your eyes? Trying to get these guys incorporated back in the team without, I guess, disrupting, making sure they're they're up to playing, scratch and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be a good headache. I, the I've, um, I've been asked these questions a few times throughout the year, and, and just when I think they're all going to be available, something happens. So I'm mm. not going to jinx it. Um, <laughs> One thing I'm learning as um, a head coach is a lot of a week in rugby league is a long time. So um, you think you're about to have a good headache and then you don't get it. So if it happens, um, we'll just pick the team that we think is best suited to beat that opposition that week. So um, we'll, we'll work that out when the time comes because, like you mentioned before, rotations. Um, and we've got to probably look at, look at what sort of what sort of game the opposition is going to give us and then make sure we're still getting our game on the way we like to do it. So I think that, that headache, hopefully it comes and hopefully it does happen, um, but we'll, um, we'll we'll adjust from a week-to-week basis there. Mm. Something that we uh, we talk about a lot um, on the shows here is, I guess, the makeup of the interchange. Should everyone be fully fit in in, just in your eyes or, or in your ideal world, how does the interchange look? Do you, do you sort of prefer to have, when you look at Jazz and Dylan, these sort of dynamic um, guys that can play in multiple positions paired up with someone who can cover maybe hooker and then a bigger body? Like just in terms of, you don't have to mention names, but in terms of how you see the interchange, what, what would be your ideal makeup? Yeah, so the, the, I think having, so we've got such a good backup in Freddie Lussick. Um, as a nine, and if if something were to happen to Wade, Freddie would always be your best replacement. But that's kind of if if nothing happens to Wade, then you kind of um, you don't. It takes you two mm. two subs to get to get Freddie off the field, and then to put Wade back on it. So that's a difficult one. So if there's Freddie doesn't play in that seventeen, and you don't and you don't picking on the bench it's good to have someone that can play a little bit of nine for a 10 20 minute period and i think that's bailey sheridan and, and dylan walker i think they do that really well jazz has done it in the past if he's available um i think i think leg speed fitness and um i think off your bench your rotation when they're tired um, you need guys with foot speed and jazz and dylan they certainly bring that off the bench and they cover the ground really well and I think Jazz is an absolute specialist at that icing on the cake that I was mentioning before about that line speed. Yeah. So um, I think uh, him and Dylan work really well together when they're on. Um, they haven't got to do it much this year, but when they did, they did a, they did a great job at it. Um, and then I think you you want to bring your experienced players back on to finish the game. Um, so that's like that's like guys like Toru, um, Mitch Barnett, Adam Fenor Blake. You know they come back on and and. and they're experienced players and know what to do in those situations. If with Jazz and and Dills on the bench and generally coming on and playing in the middle, do you do you feel like you need a like a bigger body on there as well, or do you think those two are, are enough cover? Yeah, I think you can. Uh, everyone will say we look a bit small, but I, I don't mind. I don't mind if we you, if we move fast. Mm. I mean, Jazz. Oh, I wouldn't like to run at Jazz. <laughs> I know he's not the biggest guy, but no. he can shorten you up. Dylan Walker can too. Um, they do a bit different to those big guys. And 
I, I've never seen those two guys carry the ball and get driven back. So um, if you think about it, it's, it, we could probably complicate it just because we're used to that regular huge front rower. Um, but you know, we start we start with size. Um, so adding brings us that. Mm. Um, even even Mitch Barnett's not massive, mm. but he, he's like he's plays he plays hard and fast. So um, yeah, even like Bunty and Tom Ali, their frame is not like tall and big and huge. So we. We've got a lot of, I call them, low-to-the-ground, barrel-chested nuggets in our team that that are powerful, fast, and aggressive. So, mm. And they move across the ground really well. I think Adam's the only like, real giant figure we've got. But, um, yeah, foot speed, foot speed and moving fast in attack and defence seems to be working for us this year. Yeah, nuggets, I, uh, I like that, that uh, terminology. Um, Webby, I, I probably should have apologised for talking about finals because I know, I know how focused you are on, on just getting the week-to-week stuff right in, in these next five games. But um, the question that also has come through a lot from, from the listeners is just around the consideration of potentially resting guys over the next five weeks. Has that entered your thinking at all You know, as, as you sort of head towards the end of the regular season? Yeah, no, sorry, no. Um, yeah, I can't even stress stress how that's just, yeah, that's a big no, guys. Like, that's a good question, but um, yeah, we're we're not in a we're not in a position to be even considering that. And one, we've got to get some continuity. Um, so um, against the Titans, we we want uh, everyone that's available will be playing. The only way someone won't play is if the doctor or the physio says to me, "Webby, they're not fit to play." So um, everyone will be everyone will be available, and everyone will be picking the best team that we think to win each week. Webby, just a couple more to, to, to quickly finish. Um, I just want to pivot here somewhat, um, and, and forgive me if it sort of takes the focus away from what's coming up over the next couple of weeks, but um, talking to Cameron George uh, in the studio on Monday, we talked a lot about um, recruitment and, and also looking to, to 2024. Uh, talked about Roger, and look, I know you've come out and, and sort of um, solidified that Roger is going to play in that centre position with uh, with chance at fullback, but another question that's coming a lot from the listeners is um, how we envision, envisage um, using Chanel. Um, because he's one that isn't getting talked about a lot. I mean, there was a lot of hype when it got announced he was coming back. Are you able to just maybe give us a steer on how you might see him uh, incorporated into the side in 2024? Um, the, the, the big thing is, Chanel's going to initially have a period of time where he, um, how do I say it, you know, he hasn't played rugby league at all for 12 months. He hasn't, he hasn't trained with a rugby league side for 12 months. So um, I, I think just... Just by his nature and how professional he is and how hard he works, that that won't be a problem for him. But uh, that that could take a little bit of time. Um, we're, we're invested in the long haul. Like we, Chanel's big thing is he wants to he wants to improve on his game before he left rugby league, um, and we want to give him that opportunity. And he's that talented that we feel like um, he, the world's his oyster and what he could achieve. So. Um, I've made it really clear, and I said on uh, 360 to ask him about where Roger fits and like that. I'll, I'll pick the best 17 players that will win us a game, and I'm not ducking the question. What I mean by that, like, if that's Chanel at six, if that's Chanel at seven, nine, one, even if he plays number 14, if he's doing everything right, Chanel will be in the 17 somewhere. Mm. Um, if it's not the best thing for the team and he hasn't earned like anyone, every single player's got to earn their spot. So if he hasn't earned it, um, then he won't play. If he if he's doing everything right, which I think he will, he'll he'll earn his spot. And I think we've got three or four other players that 
will be fighting to do the same thing. So competition's a really cool thing for us next year. Mm. Um, but we've got that same competition battle right now, which is really good too. Yeah, it's a, it's a great headache to have, as you mentioned, uh, as you mentioned before. Um, Webby, there's been a lot of chat from the players about um, just how uh, inspiring uh, you've been to them in 2023, as well as some of your other coaching staff. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, who inspires you, Webby? Who's the inspiration, the motivation in your life? Uh, I'd say my family. Yeah, I'd say my mum and dad, uh, my brother and sister. I think mum and dad, um, yeah, just the way they treat people. Um, their work ethic and, and what they instilled in me has been a, been a huge factor in my life, yeah. Um, I think um, people talk about inspiration at our club currently. Like We've got a really big mix where we've got good people uh, who want to work hard. Um, that's a pretty good formula. So that helps us that helps us buy in and achieve what we want to do. So I feel like mum and dad have inspired me to... to to, to be as close as I can to that, to be a good person and work hard. So, if mm. uh, anything's rubbing off, um, it'd be from my parents, I'd say. Yeah, no, that's awesome, mate. Um, a lot of questions as well, asking you to sign a lifetime deal. Uh, someone's also asked here to uh, if you'd be if you'd consider running for prime minister. Uh, there's an election this year, <laughs> election this year, Webby. So if you want to throw your name in the hat, you're gonna have to get to that pretty quickly. Uh, but uh, just uh, just sort of on that, mate. Uh, young young Max is a, is a, what only a couple of months old now. Uh, what do you have to wait around 17, 18 years, and then you can you can do what Ivan did and uh, and maybe coach him for the Warriors? Is that a dream? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm an old dad. <laughs> <laughs> I started late in my career, so I've uh, you know thought about it. I think I think I um, I'll coach him for like five years from like when he's eighteen, twenty three, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'll hand the reins over, and, and then I'll retire. Be probably as old as Wayne Bennett. It's <laughs> uh, not a bad gig. Hopefully, with a with a grand final ring as well with the both of you. Um, just just finally, um, Webby, and, and <laughs> it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit silly, but once again, the listeners uh, they want to know. If we can wade in to the uh, the Warriors or the Wars debate, mate. When you're behind closed doors, is it, is it the Warriors or the Wars? Do you know what? We are so flexible. I cannot <laughs> begin to tell you how many text messages I saw off with go the Wars. Um, <laughs> the boys say the Wars a lot. Um, I think if I ever reference the Warriors, go the Warriors, it'd be it would be probably for people who don't understand the Wars because it's very. Very New Zealand based that one, mm. and, and I love it. But uh, no, we're very flexible. We uh, we we buy into both as a group. That's cool, but yeah, plenty of go the wires. <laughs> certainly a lot I coming. Love it. I love yeah, that question. It is good, mate. It is good. Hey, we be uh, look. We've, we've taken up so much of your time, mate. I know you're you're a busy man. You got to get back to get back to your young one and and uh, enjoy. I don't know if you get any time off, mate, during a bye week, but at least you can you know just not stress for a weekend. Hopefully, uh, but really appreciate you jumping on, mate. We are all very excited uh, as we approach the end of the season. Uh, hoping that the team continues to ride uh, ride the high and, and we're looking at uh, some good finals football ahead, mate. So thanks heaps for coming on. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. There you go. Uh, Andrew Webster uh, joining us here on Running It Straight. Uh, look, some great little uh, nuggets in there. Um, lots to talk about. To Mighty Martin, four weeks at the least away, Webby says, and potentially longer.
for me, that basically says he that's not enough time, in my mind, for him to come back, get enough games under his belt before we head into finals. I think uh, you can almost draw a line under Mike, to Mighty Martin coming back into the starting 17. Never say never, but just based off what Webby said there, that's the vibe I get. Uh, good news as well uh, for uh, fantasy players all around the world who, uh, who are sweating on players getting rested. Webby doesn't want a bar of it. There will be no resting of players. Um, look, we're going to throw open the lines. If you want to have a chat, 0800 uh, React to the Webby interview if you have any thoughts about something he said. Uh, if you want to get any um, sort of questions out there that maybe didn't get asked, we can have a little chat about it. Uh, we do have to take some new sport and weather. We're a little bit over time here. So uh, give us a call, 0800 150 We'll take your calls after the break. 23 minutes away from 3 o'clock here on SCNZ. You can call us on 0800 We'd love to get your thoughts on uh, what we just heard from Andrew Webster, the, the head coach of the Warriors. Uh, didn't get time, obviously, to answer all, uh, ask all your questions. There were just so many. Um, there were a couple around uh, Adam Pompey as well, who's just signed on. That's uh, That came out this afternoon, just signed on for the Warriors until 2025. Uh, and Viliami Vailea has just signed on for the Cowboys. So I, I guess you get the sense there that uh, they've signed Pompey, let go of Vailea. Uh, there'll be a lot of people out there who, and I know there's a lot of people who don't particularly uh, rate Adam Pompey. I think he's he's gone to another level in 2023. You've got to give him a lot of credit for that. Yep, there's still deficiencies in his game, uh, but he's a hard worker. Uh, Viliami Vailea, and um, just from what I've heard around the club, um, is there's, there is a big question mark over his work ethic and how much he wants to be an NRL player. And it's, it's very disappointing because he's a talented, very talented player. He, I was one of our standouts, I thought, in 2022 as a rookie. Um, but there's a reason he's been stuck in New South Wales Cup at the moment. And it's not because he's not talented. Um, it's because of other things. That That's just what I take out of it all. Um, so he signed on for the Cowboys. Look, he might go over there and become a superstar. That does happen um, to, to Warriors players, doesn't it? But I, I think Adam Pompey has, has proven himself uh, to be a worthy contribution to that team in 2023. And he'll only get better. He'll only improve under, under Webster. So... Um, that sort of solves any questions people had over uh, whether Pompey was going to resign and how many centres. I mean, we've got we do have a lot of centres. When you look at twenty twenty four, you're going to have obviously Pompey, RTS, who's coming back to play centre. You got Rocco Berry, uh, Ali Lautoa, who I think is a superstar. Braden Williami, who, as Webby said, there is just really struggling with that calf injury, um, but he'll be back in twenty twenty four. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that uh, how that centre makeup. Um, comes comes about in 2024 but some some other interesting points there as well I mean Webby's always um you know in a way sometimes frustrates me a little bit but that's just my my selfish media hat that I put on there because you sort of want him to talk about finals football you want to talk him to talk about the games coming up and resting plays etc but Webby's just the kind of guy who just doesn't want to buy into that at all he, he thinks game by game he doesn't there's not I guarantee you there's not a conversation in his head that he's had with his in his head or, or with his players and coaching staff about a top four I just the, the sense you get from the man is that they, that doesn't even cross their radar they focus week to week uh, and that's how they build but you know, you sort of do have to ask the question of whether they have one eye on the finals because you've got to think about guys that bodies are a little bit sore and giving them a bit, a bit of extra time on the bench. You've got to think about um, how you're approaching, I guess, each game tactically as you build. And, and as people have highlighted, we don't play a single team inside the top eight in the, in the last five games. Is that a bit of a hindrance heading into the finals? You know, all the top eight teams are playing each other. Your Panthers, Storm, Rabbitohs, Cowboys, these teams are all playing each other over the next five weeks. A perfect lead-in uh, to... Uh, finals football, yet we're playing bottom eight teams. Um, is that is that going to hinder us a little bit? Um, you know, that, but that's something that you you sort of can't put to Webby because he's not thinking about finals. Uh, 0800-150-811 though, if you do want to um, give us a call and offer up your thoughts 
uh, would love would love to have a chat with you. Obviously, there's no game this weekend, so we've got no no game to preview. Uh, but the Warriors' next game uh, against the Titans uh, is 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 the next one on the cards, and. You know, I I do have us winning the last uh, five games on paper, but it sort of wouldn't surprise me if there is one bogey game in there. Maybe it's not it's not the worst thing heading into finals, um, but it may mean that we don't clinch a home semi final. It means we've got to wait for the second week if we don't make it past the first week. I think either way, we play the Broncos in the first round. I, if you go online and do your NRL ladder predictor, um, you'll find you know depending on um, other results. I, you know, I still think it's us and the Broncos in two and three. So uh, we're going to play each other. Whether it's here or in Brisbane, we're going to play each other. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be a very tasty matchup. Uh, I think we've got Domo, who's who's called in on the line. G'day, Domo. G'day, buddy. You can hear me okay, mate? I can hear you perfectly, mate. Okay, sweet. Here's the clever cookie. Um, where we are. Good on you, mate. Got lots of try. And uh, you're not a push, eh? But, yeah, we can all understand, mate. He just want to get I think, I think you are just cutting out at the end there, Domo. Your phone line did just crackle as soon as I picked you up, mate. Um, but I do sort of get what you're taking there. And uh, yeah, he might be keeping his powder dry with Tamari, but I do think that's genuine. I've heard some other things around the club that he has, the rehab has just been a little bit longer than they expected. So um, yeah, let's hope it's not the four weeks, because I think if it is four weeks, you're talking three games after the bye. They've only got two games before they get to finals. I think that's not enough time for him to come back and get up to speed and, uh, and you know, play finals. Play, play finals football to the level that we need him to. When you've got Luke Metcalf having a great uh, a great game in the number six, a great games in the number six jersey. Uh, Jace has called in from Sydney. G'day, Jace. G'day, Sammy. Uh, great chat with Webby there, mate. It was um, good to hear his thoughts. Mm. Uh, I, I one of the things I got from it, um, I, I don't really have any concerns about playing the lower ranked teams running into the finals um, because. Gee, you just got to live it up. Like we're we're Warriors fans, so you know you take whatever's coming. And I think the the level of football that they've been playing, it, it will stand up in finals football. Mm-hmm. I've got no doubts about that. Uh, as Webby had said uh, from Friday night's game, um, Shawnee kicking on the fourth tackle, they were brilliant kicks. They deserved better than what we gave them. Mm-hmm. As as Webby said. They got out of their end one time. The other time, it was it was a um, penalty. But if those things, if we had been tidier, and that and that um, those two efforts, mate, game over. Yeah. it's not even not even close. And, so, and, and that's what. And, that, and that's. Sorry, Jason. Yeah, I was just going to say, and, that, and that's and that's what Webby's talking about. Obviously, with the icing, uh, you know, that's where he thinks the team goes to the next level. It's just icing those moments, uh, particularly towards the end of games, um, because we do so well to build those leads. It's just about you know finishing it off and being ruthless, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a, that's the only thing I took out of that, and and the fact that we've um, you know if we look back at uh, the games against the really top echelon sides, and I'm saying Penrith. 
and uh, Melbourne, mm-hmm. you know, that Anzac Day Anzac Day game, we had a huge lead. Yeah. And then... Um, well, we played, I think we played better. Some... I think we played better than Melbourne in that game, Jace, to be honest. I actually do think that that was one of those losses this year where it just, it almost felt like we didn't lose, you know? I know the scoreboard said we did, but it didn't felt like we did. Oh, absolutely. And that, you know, prompted the, uh, the CL sponsor to um, send that media post, social yep. media post. And, you know, and we got a uh, Sinbin in that one too. I think yep. Dylan Walker got Sinbin. Mm-hmm. Um, and against uh, Penrith, you know, we've only played each of those sides once this year. And um, that was Magic Round. It was, it was only 18-6. And it was 12-6 up until about the 72nd minute. We had two people Sinbin in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think people are, you know, people who haven't stepped back and actually had a good look at those you know, those runs that and those games that we had against those top echelon teams, because we know that those are the semi-final teams that everyone talks about. Um, we, we've played well against them this year, so I've got, you know, I'm really looking forward to the final semi. Yeah, awesome. Jace, I really appreciate your call. Uh, if you do want to jump on 0800 150 11, I do take Jace's point around, uh, you know, you look at it two ways. Either you win the next five games against these teams that are outside the top eight gives you a lot of confidence. You start to you know really hone in those combinations, the consistency in your game plan, um, knowing that you know you're going to be primed and ready for a top eight team. Although I do see the point of you know we really haven't fa- and particularly the the top. I'm talking Penrith and the Broncos. So we played a, a, a depleted Broncos side after the bye. So we haven't really played their top team, and we played the Panthers way back when. And those are obviously the two form teams at the moment in that top four. Of course, the Cowboys we beat twice, but we're going to be coming up against a very different Cowboys team if we do make the top eight. And there is a part of you that says because we haven't faced those teams recently. Um, you know, are we going to get a bit of a shock? I, I can see both sides. I really can. Uh, we've got to take a break here on Running It Straight. When we come back, uh, more of your calls. I've uh, got lots of texts and comments coming through on the YouTube as well. Stick with us. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Running It Straight. We've only got a couple of minutes. Got a couple of calls on the line. A quick text that says, uh, Hey Andy, heard your discussion re-hunting of deer aren't pests. What are they called? Uh, it's certainly not for Running It Straight, I don't think. Maybe for the Rural Roundup. Uh, Joey from Auckland, mate. We've got a couple of minutes. Uh, quick fire. What have you got? Yeah, good up, mate. There's nothing wrong with their defence. They've got one of the best defences in the competition. And... Uh, Canberra couldn't score against them. They scored a try through a drop ball in the first half, and they couldn't score until the, the, the 78th minute. They only got through by putting a little great kick through. That's how good the Warriors' defence has been. And then, OK, right at the end, they had to, to chance their arm, and they threw the ball wide, and, and they got away with it. And who hasn't had a try scored but 60 or 70 metres in this year's NRL anyway? You know, the Warriors' defence is, is fantastic. It's not, they haven't gone back to their old ways or whatever, falling away in the last, you know, 10 minutes. If I was a coach, I'd just say that just happens occasionally, mm. you know, and it, it's not one that, that you have to worry about, Sammy. Their defence is absolutely fantastic. They are one of the, I think they're the fittest side in the competition, and I, I'm, a, I'm a Brisbane man, and I think they're a better side than my side at the moment. All right, Joey. Hey, appreciate your call, mate. Sorry we do have to run. Uh, running out of time, but I do take your point on the defence. They have been playing uh, very well defensively, uh, notwithstanding that last couple of minutes against the Raiders. Uh, John from Auckland, you've got 30 seconds, mate. Yep, nice and quick. Hey, all we did, all we need to do is not be uh, complacent. Yeah, that's all I need to say. And and if they won't, then they will probably achieve top two. You think five? You think five from five, John? If we get it right? Yeah, I'll give them about a seventy-five percent chance of five from five. Mm-hmm. Which one do you reckon's the the bogey if there is one? Oh, uh, mate, probably 
Got Manly, got Titans, Tigers, Dragons, Dolphins. Look, we haven't done well against um, the Titans lately, especially over there. Mm. And the Seagulls have probably been our bogey side in the last couple of years. Yeah, no, I I take your point, John. You're bang on. Can't be complacent. I don't think Webby would want that at all. Uh, Well, clearly he didn't want that because, like you said, didn't want to talk about football uh, finals. Uh, Finals football, he wants to talk about the games coming up. Got to take one more break. We'll come back and wrap the show after this. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SCNZ. Running it straight, we are coming up to three o'clock and a hand over to the run home with uh, Kirst and Beeve. Look, just, just, just before we finish, um, there's a couple of, I guess, obvious points that we can make around these last five games. Of course, they're all teams that can beat us. Of course, they're teams that can play well on any day, and of course, we can't be complacent. But there's nothing wrong as a fan with being excited, and there's nothing wrong with being confident and thinking that you can win all five games and that you can play finals football. There's absolutely nothing wrong. It's part of what being a fan's about. And you might be wrong, but gee, just ride that train and just have the fun because it's an exciting time of year especially when the Warriors are doing as well as they are. That is us for another week. Uh, great chat with Andrew Webster. If you did miss it, go and find it on the podcast channels. We'll be, be uh, we'll be back next Wednesday in a big game against the Titans to preview, which we will have live here on SENZ. Running it straight, that's us. We'll hand over to the run home. Up the wires. With Kirsten Bean. Up the wires.